You're listening to the New You.biz podcast channel. Hello once again to all New You.biz members, family, friends, and for those of you listening for the first time, welcome to the New You.biz podcast channel. This is Donald Robinson II, co-founder of New You.biz, and in this episode, we have a special treat. We have an interview with Ms. Mignetta Nelson, founder of Fine DU Clothing Boutique and Fine DU LLC. She's also an author, and today we're going to talk about her book, The Chapter That Changed My Life. Mignetta is an accomplished entrepreneur. And in listening to this interview, you'll be able to hear her energy, her enthusiasm, and her deep love for the community. I can personally say that I was definitely inspired by all of her wisdom at such a young age. At 30 years old, this young lady has accomplished so much and seen so much. And you'll also hear some of the things we talk about in terms of touching on reaching back to the community And here in Detroit, Michigan, we also talk about some of the ills, some of the issues. And she also has some solutions as well. So take a listen to the interview with Miss Mignetta Nelson. Well, hello out there to all New You.biz members, family and friends. Donald Robinson II here. Welcome to the New You.biz podcast channel. And we have a special guest with us today, Miss Mignetta Nelson owner and founder of Fine DU Clothing Boutique. And Mignetta is also an established author, and we're going to talk about her business and her book today. So how are you doing tonight, Mignetta? I'm great. How are you? That's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now, when we met each other, you I know I, you, talk, you had a book, and I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that in a bit, but more so, uh, let's talk about Fine DU Clothing Boutique. What's the boutique all about? Well, the whole, um, I have an LLC now. It's uh, Find the You LLC. So with Find the You LLC, it's basically like I have different branches of the business that I work in. Um, Find the You is basically a metaphor that you can, it's an acronym and a metaphor that you can take and expand in so many different ways. With the community, I, I basically took it as empowering the community and helping everybody find their individual, you know, the, the individualism in the community. Um, not follow the, not follow the leader, but be the leader, you know, um, and, you know, exploring the bounds that all these kids are calling flaws that the world didn't put to the, you know, that made the kids feel like they flaws. No, these are not flaws. These are characteristics that people need to develop into, um, a positive versus a negative. So basically, it's like going back into the community and empowering the community to find thyself. Oh, okay, okay. What what kind of method do you use to do that? Why you when, why you why you out and about practicing your business? How do you do it? Uh, well, number one, um, I do a lot of uh, you know community work as far as volunteer work. Um, I go in. I work with three different nonprofits: um, Fitness Fellowship International, Saving Black Men and healthy black families. So with that, we go into the community and go door to door and do free health screenings. 
So what, by us going in the community doing that, we are touching a lot of different people, touching a lot of different um, families and, you know, all the different, um, you know, just a lot of different res- residents, period. So that's how I come in contact with the youth as well as the adults. And that's how, you know, that's how you really understand what the need of the community is. Like everybody, if, if, if it's about being the leader, then, and everybody following the leader, then they need the right leader to follow. You know what I'm saying? And, and if this, and if they choose to follow me, all I'm trying to teach people is to find, follow their self. That's it. Don't follow me. Find out who you are and you know what I'm saying? Practice that, master that and become who you are at the end of the day, which is an individual. We're not here to be like the other person. We were not born to be like the next. We were here to be a general, a general person, which is you, which is me. Nothing else. No, we. Right. Right. And I, I like the clever, the whole, the whole concept is clever and stuff. And I love the title, find the you. Cause that's what it's all about. Find yourself, find who you are. Stop following everybody else. Because as we, as you and I both know with the youth today, they follow other people. That's how they get in trouble. They go to jail. They get in scrapes. They normally wouldn't have if they follow somebody else. I think it's yeah. a, a wonderful concept. Wonderful. But see, now I'm, I have a 15 year old daughter as well, so that's how I, you know, I, I, how I discover it. Once again, I'm in the community looking at the need, and I know the need in, in myself as well as my household, you know, as well as my daughter. So it's not, isn't, you know, it's a whole. It's like I say, it's all counterproductive. Everything fall into one another like dominoes. It's everything. The the same. Okay, Fitness Fellowship International. It's all about health. Saving black men is about empowering the black men to get back into the community to help the community. Healthy black families is about empowering the families to, you know, empowering the black men to be in these families to empower these families. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's about empowering not just the kids, but empowering the adults. It's about empowering the whole family as a whole. That's what people need to, to you know, need to do. Once we empower one person, we empower the next person to, you know, we empower that person to empower the next person. And it's like a pass on, you know, it's like the uh, what they used to say, not the, the, the pass along, you know, you pass it along type yeah. stuff. You, yeah. Once I'm once I know what I know, why not why keep it to myself? Why not give it to the next person? I'm only 30 years old with the knowledge I know. Imagine what a 16-year-old can do with the knowledge that I have. Yeah, yeah, and, and the difference you would make in their lives take their life, takes the life of, of to a whole different trajectory than otherwise if they've never met you. I mean, because really life is about choices, and you can make a, one choice could affect the rest of your whole life. You know what I'm saying? And that's where that's how we fall off into the book. That's exactly how we fall off into the book because yeah. the book is called the chapter that changed my life, yeah. and it's it's a it's a you know self written self published uh you know uh, self published book that I wrote myself, and it's basically about my life, like the challenges that I that I face, the challenges that I believe a lot of kids face in the community that we live in, and then it's like honestly. Um, it's like basically, like I said, it's about overcoming a lot of different obstacles that you face in the community with, with the challenges that people go through with the, with the unknown, um, outcomes. And then, you know, a lot of people are, are a lot of people in the community are set at a disadvantage because a lot of people don't venture from the community. A lot of people don't venture from the outside of, you know, venture outside their household. A lot of people don't even venture to the corner. Um, you know, like I, like a couple of years ago when I moved out to Southwest, I used to call that the, the Little Alaska. I called it the Little Alaska because a lot of people like you stay in Southwest. Oh, I'm not coming down there. 
I'm like, do you know this is like not even 15 minutes away from where we we was just staying at? Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people are, are afraid to step outside the means and I step outside the bounds. And I believe that's another reason why our community is so stagnant in where we at right now. Yeah. Because we're once again it's a whole bunch of it's a whole bunch of followers. Yeah. And we're following the wrong person. Yeah. And we're following the wrong leads. We're following the wrong the wrong role models. We're following the wrong music. We're following the wrong celebrities. Whatever the situation might be, you following the wrong person when you're supposed to be following yourself. The only way to lead is to lead is by is to lead by example. Right. And if you're not leading by example, then you failing. Yeah. Now we also touched upon her beginnings as an entrepreneur at a very young age. And we also talked about her family life and what she discovered in terms of becoming who she is now. Now, now I'm glad you mentioned all of that because we're going to hit on some things and go back to, especially the book later and things like that. But the one thing I want to ask you is the two part question. The first part is how did you become a a self-starting entrepreneur and know what led you to it and then and then we'll talk about because we are folks listening out there we're based in detroit we're going to talk about some detroit things for a minute so you can understand so so tell me what provided the spark for you to become an entrepreneur Uh, excuse me it started way back in um middle school like you know how once again in the society and the community that we're born and raised in you are only less uh X, Y, and Z. You're not left to A, B, and C. You're left to X, Y, and Z. You're left to the end of the alphabet versus the beginning of the alphabet. And this is what people fail to realize. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, we start at the end versus the beginning. You know what I'm saying? And then, at the, you know, with, with everything that the way life is said, it's all about alpha and omega. So we got to make it a whole round yeah. versus just the just a period or whatever the situation is. So once again, um, it started in middle school, you know, in the community we was born in. My my brother was my idol, so he was somebody I looked up to as a you know growing up as a kid and whatever. Um, and he was basically like a street worker. He was fourteen years old, but you know he he stood on the corner, served the fiends. You know he had a job. Um, he went to school, you know what I'm saying? He was a stock boy. He worked at the local supermarket. Like this was my brother, not the, not the father of the, you're not the father of the kids, not the boyfriend, not the man of the, well, he was the man of the household, but he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He was a kid. So, so this is what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing a real man take care of the, the response. My mother has 10 kids. Okay. So that's that's now, but this at the moment I want to say that she she probably had maybe a good six or whatever the situation is. But I'm like, okay, so it was never it was never a grown man that we saw come in and take care of the household. As far as I saw, I can't speak for nobody else. Sure. Um, there was never a grown man. I, the, the example that I had was my 14-year-old brother. Then my 14-year-old brother went to jail. Yeah. So when 14-year-old brother went to jail, not, there is no example of a man anymore. There is no, you know what I'm saying, no, no means. No at all, right. No, there is no means of anything because you got to think about it. He was, he, was the, he was the one putting the food on the table. Yeah, yeah. So once the bread went or gone, the bread is gone. How we going to eat? All right. Somebody go get the bread. Somebody had to go get the bread. Yeah. Somebody had to continue to feed the family because you got to think about it. Mama had six, seven kids, and 
we got we all got to eat. We all got to make sure it's enough food. So once again, I had my daughter at 13. Um, I was, you know, teenage pregnancy, that type of stuff, being in community where, you know, you're disadvantaged. You don't know what's going on. You don't know. You don't ask a lot of questions because, you know, the grown-ups, they don't know. Um, they're only telling you what they were told or, you know what I'm saying, they can't explain it to you. And then, you know, you'd be so scared to, to speak out sometimes that you just, Sometimes you just go with the flow, yeah. you know. Yeah, you don't so, like you don't you don't know what you don't know, and you're out here trying to make it way, make a way. You know what I mean? And then it's like you know. So once again, so the entrepreneurship came when I you know after high school, um, after high uh, oh, during high school, my grandma put me out two days uh, shy of my 18th birthday. It was I was adopted, so my adopted grandmother put me out two days shy of my 18th birthday. So um, from high school, I from high school I went to work in general labor, ten dollars an hour. And $10 an hour, 10-hour days, four four days a week. Um, and I'm sitting there now. Now, don't get me wrong. I, the money was great. and But I'm sitting there like, I don't want to do this. I had to stand on my feet the majority of the whole 10 hours. Yeah. Um, you get uh, uh, you get four breaks, which is a total of maybe like an hour and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's debilitating and it's stressful. And it is not what we are made for. We are, we are not made, this is not, we are, we've, we've elevated ourselves from general labor, which is, to me, is like going back to picking cotton. Yeah. We've elevated ourselves from that. We need to elevate our mind. So that's what it basically took. I had to go talk to my grandma, and I'm like, Grandma, I do not want to live like this. I do not want to work like this. I do not want to work hard the rest of my life. What can I do now mm-hmm. to build my future at 18 and 19. This is what I'm at 18. This is what I'm asking. I'm sitting here asking my grandmother, my adopted, my adopted grandmother. And I'm asking, I'm like, what can I do now to guarantee that I do not have to work hard or, you know, work the unnecessary jobs for the rest of my life. And my grandma basically like gave me the blueprint. She was like, well, first off, you need to discover what do you like? You need to discover what do you like versus what do you love? Whatever you like, put to the side and do what you love. Right. That's what she told me. Right. That's it. And right and from right then and there, I was uh, been hustling since I was fifteen, sixteen. So from fifteen, sixteen, I was already taking care of the household. I, I stepped up and started taking care of what brother, you know, what brother left. Yeah. Because once again, it was a it it, 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 it was needed. It was needed. If it, if it wasn't needed, he would have never he would have never became who he was. He would have never stepped up and did what he needed to do if it wasn't needed. Right. So. Once he left, I knew, I, I, I felt the need. I knew what we needed. I mean, like, as far as I take care of both my grandmothers as well as my auntie. Right. I was taking care of my mother. Like, that was four different households versus my household. That's five households. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot for one young young woman to do. That's a lot. No, that, that's a lot for a kid to be doing. I'm 15, 16 years old, well, and I don't have a job. They don't hire yeah. They don't hire kids. No, not at all. That's what I'm saying for a young woman, period. Because at 15, you you about grown. So that's why I say young woman. But period. I mean, you think about five households, a grown person couldn't even do that. That's a lot. That's all a lot. I'm doing is out here. And that's another reason why I move and shake the way I do not. Because like I said, when we were talking earlier, I know what the streets are. You know what I'm saying? And I know what they carry. That's why I'm all about my business now. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like you got to elevate your mind. Yeah. Some people be so stagnant to what, what the community offered that you you don't you don't realize that there's so much you sitting right here at the ground level what the community offered not yeah. but you could offer by, like at your house at your house is three levels yeah 
Why keep sitting in the basement? Right. And you got all those other levels waiting for you. Right. Why, why keep sitting in the basement? You can go to the highest point of your house and stand on the roof and look and see society. Why are you still sitting in the basement? Yeah. And I bet you, if you just went on the block and asked that question, 90, 90% of the people couldn't even answer for it. They don't even know why they're in the basement. You know what I mean? They don't know why. They don't know why. Yep, they don't That's know why. Like everybody don't have to be a drug dealer. Right. Every, everybody don't have to be a stripper. Everybody don't, you know, on something like, I don't know if you saw a couple of days ago where they, where they, uh, the Marines, the, the active Marines were robbed in the city of Detroit. Uh, nah, what happened? On the news, on the news, they had uh, some active Marines had just returned from active duty, and they car had broke down, and some guys pulled up on them and robbed them. Long story short, they gave an interview of the Marine, and the Marine was like, the reason that he left Detroit, because he already knew it wasn't nothing good here in Detroit. That's the reason why he left. He said, and he was like, because at the end of the day, the only thing that people are bound to be in Detroit is either he's like you either have to work for Chrysler, be, you either gonna be a drug dealer, work for Chrysler, or you gonna be dead. Mm, wow. And this is what a Marine said a couple days ago about the society in 2016. Right. That go back to what I keep saying. So if we start now by elevating the kids' mind, imagine how we gonna empower the community in a, empower the community in the next year. In the next two years, yeah. in the next three years, in the next four years, we're, we're, we're going to be able to build our kids better than the machines themselves. Yeah, because if you think about it, we we, we at the ground zero level. We starting from the bottom and building. And that's where we need to go. That's what we need to do it because the best way to build somebody is from the ground up because then they're going to be on that rooftop looking down and say, wow, this is where I am today. I was just in the basement a few years ago and I'm up here now. And it, you got to start from the ground up because you got to refertilize the foundation. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's foundation is all. Let me tell you this, too. I was raised around a lot of elders. So the, the elders have taught me a lot. That's why I believe I have so much wisdom. And, I, you know what I'm saying, I do as many things that I do. My, my grandfather, before he passed away, I used to ask him because, you know, the only way you can find out questions, this is something I had to discover myself. The only way you can, closed mouths don't get fed. They right. don't. Right. And closed mouths don't, and closed mouths do not gain knowledge if you do not ask the question. Right. So I asked my grandfather, I say, that it's crazy that, you know what I'm saying, that everybody, everybody want to be a gangster. Everybody want to, you know, everybody want to do this. Everybody want to do that. My grandfather said, I say, but then it's crazy because by everybody want to do that, we have no men. Right. You're you're not a man if you're a gangster. You're not a man if you're a drug dealer. You're not a man if you're this. You're not a man if you're that. You know you gotta the man. A man is what exactly it is. It's a man. You can look at this man and know that he's a man and he's gonna represent every capital letter in that three in that three you know three letter word. He's gonna represent it to the best of his ability. So I asked my grandfather that, and my grandfather was like, he looked at me. You know, my name Mimi. He like Mimi. You can't expect people to be something they've never seen. Right. You can't expect people to know about something they've never experienced. Right. You can't expect a man to be a man if he was never raised by a man. That's right. Your grandfather was a very wise man. Granddaddy, what you, I say, Granddaddy, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, huh? but he, right, I mean, you got to give me more knowledge. I want more than what you're telling me. Give me all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
And that's another thing. That's that's another thing why I say people are stagnant because people just go with what people say. Yeah. Don't just go with what people say. Listen to it. Yeah. Because- it got to make some type of sense to you. It's supposed to make some type of sense to you for you to be able to take it and calculate it in your mind. Everything is supposed to be logical. Yeah. So you got to be able to think about it. You got to be able to rapture it in your mind. As with like, uh, had the wheels turning. You you know what I'm saying? Um, when they drop the ball and they do all the little obstacle course and stuff yeah. like you. That's that's what knowledge is. You gaining stuff. You're registering it. You're keeping it. You're you're storing it for better use of her. You know, like. People don't do that. People just, like they say, in one ear, off the neck. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a little older than you, and that's something I've been saying over the years to a few people. The brain is a muscle, and if you don't use it, it cannot get stronger. Just like the muscles in your arms, your legs, you go to the gym. you got to have a mental gym to get your brain stronger, too. And if you, if you your brain becomes stronger, then you become stronger as a whole human being. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And see, the other thing is, what I'm, what I'm, I'm love this conversation because I'm loving your entrepreneurial fire that's that this folks if you're listening out there you have to listen that this is a true heart i mean just a true to heart entrepreneur we're talking to because with Minetta, your 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 fire is what's needed in in not just in our community but all over the world and that's why i'm so appreciative of you being on this interview for this podcast because with all with with all of your life experience Age has no bounds. It's really about what you learn in life and what you go through in life because a lot of people, somebody can be 80 years old and haven't gone through a thing and haven't learned anything. Exactly. And and you're blessed to have the years ahead of you because that you can reach thousands and thousands upon people just by what you're teaching right now. And I applaud you. Exactly. I applaud you for that. Now, I greatly appreciate this opportunity because that's what it—that's what it's about. You got to get out here and speak into the community to yeah. give it back to the community. Yeah. That's another thing that I don't, you know, that I... I appreciate about the knowledge that I have. And that's another reason why I want to get out here and I write, you know, I wrote my book because at the end of the day, it's life changing. Yeah. It's like, you know, on the, the book itself, it says through life's trials and tribulations, it can either make you or break you. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's all about what you choose to let break you. It's, it's about what you choose to let make you. But at the end of the day, everything in life is a choice. Right. Choices, choices is about changes. Changes bring maturity. So if you never, ever made a choice in your life, how are you maturing? Right. Now, at this point, we talk about the chapter that changed my life and how she came about to writing the book. So let, let's let's switch the subject a little bit. Let's get to the book. What, what, okay. How long... Well, how long did it take you to put the book together, and what what drove you to write a book? Now, the crazy thing about it is I've been writing since fifth grade. I started doing poetry. Yeah. Um, I'm already established in, you know, in Washington, D.C. I, I had multiple awards and everything like that. I've even been invited down there to come speak. But once again, with the community that we live in, don't nobody, we like Washington, D.C. Like, we ain't got no money to go there. Right. You know? right. We need something here. We need to hear you. Right. So... We never, you know, so we never ventured that far. But I wasn't when I say I, I've, I've been invited down there to speak to uh, introduce my, you know, enter in, or induct my poetry into the, you know, the library down there. I just haven't. This was in the fifth grade. I've been writing since the fifth grade. In high school, I wrote for I wrote for the high school paper, which um, which entails let me let me write for the Detroit Free Press because. Um, in high school, we're, we used to put our they, they used to put our uh, in high, our high school column in the Detroit Free Press. Yeah, I remember that. So, 
Yeah, so I, w- I used to write for that. And then at the end of the day, when I, you know, by me being pregnant and a teenage pregnant mother, um, they also used to have me go out in the, in the community and speak at different schools about teenage pregnancy. So I actually had a couple columns in the Detroit Free Press. Okay. And the Detroit, uh, Detroit news period, just about teenage pregnancy. That was personally by myself. Right. Um, and once again, like I said, it's just always been a craft that I've had. And that's the only way I knew to express myself. Once again, in the community that we live in, is a lot of people don't like to be verbal. And a lot of people can't be verbal because of what's going on around them and the way that they feel that they might be addressed and or judged. Right. So... You know, a lot of people don't feel to speak freely because of that that reason as well. So it, it was better to write it down. You know, the the way to get it all the way out was to write it down. Then nine and a half times out of ten, I, another thing I noticed, even with my situation of being a parent, that even when my daughter sometimes goes to tell me something, I might cut her off, and she might not even get a chance to tell the whole story. You know, yeah. Like we don't give our we don't give our our people enough chance to explain. Throughout, full out. We just be like, some people be so quick to be like, hold on. And, you know, so once again, the way, the greatest way to do, the, the greatest release that I've ever found was the pen and the paper. Yeah. So that's how I got up into writing. And I got up into writing maybe a couple, as far as my book, the uh, chapter They Changed My Life, maybe like two years ago, two and a half years ago, I was going through uh, cosmetology school. Okay. <laughs> and everybody in cosmetology school, once again, it's like follow the leader. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm in cosmetology. Now, now, remind you, I, at 18, 19, I started my first business. My first business is home health care. Yeah. So um, I was already taking care of my grandma, my family members from 15 all the way up to 18, 19. So it was only right that I go through the state, get my, you know what I'm saying? Right. And get my paperwork right to legally take care of them. So that's what I, that's what I do. And um, as of now, I'm still in business. So this is 11, 11 years later. Um. But as far as what that, you know, so, okay, I started my first business at 11. I mean, excuse me, 11 years ago at, at 19. So I'm sitting in cosmetology school just to go for the license because I know I want to open the business. I've been doing hair since I was 11. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me just go get the credentials, which is the paperwork, the certificate, and the license, and then I can open up a business. Because that's what everything is about. I don't know why. I don't, I didn't, I already knew when I graduated high school, I did not want to go work for the next person. I'm going to work for the next person only because they're willing to pay me a check. But I do not want to work for the next person. I want to be myself. I want to be able to do what, like I said, Grandma, what can I do? You know, so once again, so that's how I started my business. And so I'm going back to cosmetology school just to get the business license. And everybody in there is following the leader. It's like girls have been graduated from Cass Tech. Um, All the top three schools in Detroit, Cass, King, Renaissance, you know, and I'm like, when you graduate from them, the the prestigious schools, I'm I'm believing you're supposed to go to college. You're supposed to go, like, like if you graduate, why you don't, you know, expand your horizon? Why you don't travel the distance to where you're supposed to go? When you graduate high school, you're supposed to go to college. I chose not to go to college because I'm like, shoot. I went to school all these all these years. I'm not going back to school. Right, right. And, and then I'm thinking with the hustling that I was doing, I'm like, I'm, 
you know, school not stopping me from getting no money. So, of course, I wasn't going to, you know, going to college, that type of stuff. But I'm looking at all these other people because when I'm in cosmetology school, I'm 26, 27. I'm like, okay, you know, these are kids just coming out of high school, 18, you know, 17, 18, 19. And y'all just want to be a cosmetologist? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boo, yo, yo, you, 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 you supposed to have so much more potential for yourself. Yeah. And it could be a situation where nobody told them. They just think, oh, this, you listen to your girlfriend and say, she's going to, I'm going to go there too because she's going and not think it for yourself, just like you said earlier. But and that's, and that's what it comes down to because it's not even, it's not thinking for yourself and then not having the encouragement around you. Because yep. I would have still said, okay, baby, you can go. You can go to college for and try to, you know, for two, three years and figure out what you want to do. And if that don't work for you, then come back home and be a cosmetologist. Right. right. You know, like, it, 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 you could have did so much more with the situation. So I'm sitting in cosmetology school. And once again, it's all about follow the leader. So everybody's thinking that, you know, like, okay, all this, I, I guess this is what everybody was thinking. I can't speak for them, but this is how I felt everybody was thinking, like, okay, well, they all in here, we all the same, we all in the same boat, we all going to be cosmetologists and da 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 And I used to have to tell them, like, boo, I don't need to be here. Right, right. Like, I don't need to be here. I know who I am. I'm only here for the business part of it. Right. I'm not here for no BS. I'm not here to make no best friends. I'm not here... I'm not here to, you know what I'm saying? I'm here to build myself. I'm not here for none of the rest of that stuff. Oh, I'm like, I don't even need to be here. Like, I have a business right now that, I, that I'm that i running, that I get paid for. I'm just coming to get my credentials. Everybody is different. So when I was in, when I was telling people that, you know how they, oh, whatever. Yeah, uh, she's just right, right. talking, blah, 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 da, 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 da. Is she, is she out here doing all that? Why is she here? Yeah. Uh, you know, that type of stuff. And I'm like, because even in cosmetology school, I was doing all the stuff that I was doing now. The only thing that I did, the only thing recently that I added uh, after cosmetology school is the boutique and the book. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That, that's it. When I'm sitting in cosmetology school, I'm like, okay, I'm already into fashion. That's how I ended up with the boutique. I'm sitting in cosmetology school like, okay, well, let me see, you know, a year and a half of my life that I'm just going to sit around. I need to do something. Yeah, yeah. I need to do something else than just sit around because I'm going to school. I'm going to I'm gonna go for these 1,500 hours. I'm going to get these 1,500 hours. But at the end of the day, I'm not generating no revenue by going to school. So what happened when you finished cosmetology school? Then what? After school, we graduated cosmetology school January 28th. The boutique was up and running December 13th. Okay. So right before I graduated, the boutique was already up and running. I was selling the girls' day graduation dresses. <laughs> wow. Like, uh, yes, I was selling the girls at graduation just was like, stop playing. Yeah, and then, I, and that's where the book came in at, because now I'm telling them, I'm like, yeah, I got these ideas, I got this, I want to do this, I want to do that. And remind you, there is no encouragement, especially amongst females. There is no encouragement amongst females. Females are so snotty. These females yeah, yeah. in our society will look at you like, like comparison. And I was looking at them like, boo, don't compare yourself to me. You are not me and I am not you. We will never be one of the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then that's something else to define that you is all about knowledge of self. Yeah. You got to know who you are yeah. to stand up, and, to stand up and stand out. Yeah. Other than that, you just, like I said, you just, you just there. You're just wasting space and time. Yeah. You got to know knowledge of self is the key to becoming who you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
you know, a lot of them don't, a lot of people don't understand. I, I, I tell you, from all the people I've met doing our website and the podcast and everything, there are people who support each other. But just like everything else, you have to find them. It's on you to step outside of your comfort zone and knowing who you are to find like minds because they talk about this stuff all the time. And yet they talk it. If you listen to radio, read the publications, go on the Internet. A lot of the, the big time entrepreneurs, these people who own businesses for years, they all say the same thing. What you just said in a nutshell, you have to know yourself, find yourself, be comfortable with yourself, and then find people who think just like you. That's the only exactly. reason to do it. Because because the fo the following trend is a trend. I heard a thing. Uh, I've heard it before years ago, but I heard it recently. It said It says the biggest risk you take is not taking a risk at all. Exactly. And so when people, and, and even, you know, like I said, old head like me, older, older guy like me, you know, when I came up, a lot of people talked about, okay, you graduate high school, you go to college, you go to job. At that time, it was about working for the big three or anything else. And not knocking that at all. When I went mm -hmm. to college, I was the same. When I went to college, I was I first majored in computer science, and it didn't work out. So when I went through this exploration program while I was still in school, I found economics was my thing, business was my thing, and then I decided to major in that because I wanted to own a business. But in owning a business, I wanted to know all I could about business practice, principles, accounting, and everything else. And I'm glad I did that because when I looked around, I mean, yeah, when I looked around and I saw people going to the job fairs, everybody everybody talk about a person in the armed service in a uniform where everybody going to the job for look like if they all had the nice hair, the gray blacks, the, the, the blue suit, the gray suit, everybody dressing all mm -hmm. corporate. It's the same. It was like a factor. It's like, so y'all, everybody wanted to get a job. And just think if all those people had the same fire you have that I've had, man, we could have been changing a lot of things, but I will say this much from what I, and I've said this on the podcast before, but people your age now, that's doing things, especially in Detroit. The only thing is people, if you're not around that environment now, you don't know. But I'm going to tell everybody that's listening that there are a lot of great things going on. Starting here with Minetta Nelson, you're doing great things. And here's the other thing I wanted to ask you, too. So when it came to the book, because, you know, as a, as a, you're also an entrepreneur with the book, too, because it's like anything, it's any other product. You got to get out there and hustle it and let people be known. You got to work it, you know what I'm saying? So, exactly. So when it comes to the book itself, how 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 are you how are you going along now as far as you know interest and sales and everything? How's that going for you now? Well, right now I'm working on th going up. Uh, I just ordered a new shipment of books for my event I had May 29th at the State Fair Lounge. Um, I also do a lot of networking events in the community where, I, like I said, it's all about empowering my community. So whatever I can do in my community to help and uplift, that's what I do. Okay. And one of the things I do is networking events. We also had this thing where we do the Black Empowerment Expo, which is, uh, you know, basically to help build black, local black entrepreneurs as well as small black businesses. Okay. Um, so that's what basically what my event was for the 29th. It was, uh, and honestly, it was all female. Okay. <laughs> that was the craziest thing about it because as I was sitting there networking, I invited all the vendors and stuff out, all the other uh, entrepreneurs, all the small businesses. And as we were sitting around and, we, you know, we were just sitting around mingling and everything. And I was like, dang, I've never noticed that. And, and everybody was like, what? I was like, did you notice? And they, and they all looking around like, what? I say, it's nothing but females here. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody looked. I said, who does that? And they all looked back at me like, you. I'm like, 
that's what it's about. Like I said, it's all about empowering. So the book, I'm working on 300. The new shipment that I got um, makes three 300 books at $10 a piece. Um, um, it's also available on Amazon.com. Okay. Um, I'm really not seeing no sales off of Amazon.com. That's another reason why I'm out here pushing it so hard in the street. And then I'd rather have it, I'd rather have it physical, you know, physically uh, meeting my clients or meeting my customers. So once again, they can get a full explanation of what the book is, entails and what it's going to do for their life. Because if you really, and I'm not even trying to compare it to the, you know, to the Holy Doctrine or the Bible, but at the end of the day, it's a life changing book. And if people pray and meditate in this book, I swear it'll change, it'll change your whole life. Because oh, yeah. that's, that's what it did for me. It, it, it's a different, it's a different type of understanding it's like I give you, I give you step by step of what changed me, and then it's like once you once you read that story, then hopefully people go back and re reevaluate their life. Like, hold on, yeah. that could have been a point where I could have changed. That could have been a point where I could have changed, or this could be the point where I change. Yeah. Like, it's never too late to decide, you know, or make that choice because that's what one of the things I said earlier. Change is about choices. Your choices bring change. Yeah. Change brings maturity. So if you're not ready for change, then you know what I'm saying? What choices are you really making? You're not making no choices for your, you know, your future. Right, right. And I'll tell you one thing, too, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to writing, and I know as a writer you feel this, too, that it, it was a release. It was therapy because it was a release for you from the, the, the lessons you've learned in life. And then what you find is people do gravitate towards other people's stories. It's, it's kind of tied to what we said earlier. People follow to a certain extent, but but the sounds like from what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like your book is a chapter guideline on how to change your life and live your life for yourself. So if you take Find the You LLC and then you come back mm -hmm. with the book, it's like a blueprint on how to mold your own life. You know? Basically, basically. And it's like, it's, it's a step-by-step -step guide because even after you read the book, there is the Finding You company. Yeah. So once you once you read the book, you can also go in. Once again, Finding You LLC, is a, it, it offers all different types of services. One of the services that I'm offering is, you know what I'm saying, the mentoring and the power, you know, the mentoring of the children, the youth 9 to 16, where I come in and I take them under my wing as a big sister. And I have, old, I have uh, you know, other guys, older guys who take them under their wing as older brothers, where we teach these kids the skills that we already know. Okay. You know, like I, my daughter started her first business at 14. She has a company called Kalea Candles. And, I'm, and I say that to say if we start all our kids off as teaching them to be entrepreneurs versus going to work at McDonald's, yeah. going to work at Wendy's, like that's not your life goal, baby. That's not That shouldn't be a goal, period. Yeah. That's not nothing written down on. When you go, when you go and write anything for high school and you say what you in five years what you want to be it shouldldn't be nothing on that questionnaire that say I want to work at McDonald's right. why right right like yeah. you spent 12 years in, in in school to go be to go flip some burgers but you wouldn't have to go to school for that right right and then what I always loved because when I was a teenager I did that for a few years and what I, but what during that time like I worked for McDonald's I learned we learned about Ray Kroc. How did he start this business? He bought the idea from the McDonald's bro. I mean just the whole history of it so then you can learn what can I do to carve my own path. That that's what it's all about. You know. And if we start teaching our kids that now. Yeah. By the time they make it to high school, graduation, 
then they know what they're going to college for. That's right. Now, I'm going to change the subject a little bit and to segue, to bridge that. What I've been doing is, is by having this website and the podcast, I've been meeting a lot of people because I work downtown full time and I've learned a lot from people I've met. T- tell me what your outlook is on the Detroit entrepreneurship scene, not just for black people as a whole and also for the Detroit community as a whole. What, what do you see? What, 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 have you, what have you seen so far and what would you like to see? Well, number one, um, this is my first year actually uh, being involved in the Detroit Entrepreneurship Week, and as well as I also was involved in Detroit Startup Week. But I say that to say Detroit Entrepreneur Week, I was, as many people as, like I said, I've been owning my own business for 11 years. So when people hear that, they think you're crazy. Like, hold on, you only 28, you only 29, like, how did you, you know, they, like I said, ah, whatever, you know, they brush it off like it's nothing. So when it comes down to any type of business meeting and or seminars, that's what I look for. I look around the room and I'll be like, where are my, where are the people like me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's how I was for Detroit Entrepreneur Week. I was like, Entrepreneurship Week. I'm like, where are the people like me? Yeah. Where are all the people that keep saying that they own this business, that own that business, that run this business? Everybody got a company that they say that they do or, or you know, a company that they run or, you know, some type of business that they say that they do. But I'm like, but you're not here getting your credentials. Yeah. You're not here gaining that knowledge. You're not here getting that, getting them, uh, rubbing them, you know, shaking them hands, yeah. rubbing them elbows. You're not here, like, so, and then at the end of the day, like, so if you're not in the community moving and shaking with the movers and shakers, then once again, wh- why are you sitting in the bo- the basement of your house? Yeah. And all the, all the movers and shakers on the roof partying and you in the basement. That's right. Because that's what we were basically doing that whole week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what we were doing. Yeah, I went. I mean, even though I worked, because this is the first year they did start a week, which is great. You know, J.P. Morgan Chase put the cash behind all that stuff, which was great. But I made sure mm-hmm. that every day I went after work, and I went to the happy hour thing, and I'm looking. I mean, you know, to, to show you, show you all out there listening to what we're talking about with the power of the network. Every day I saw somebody I knew, even if it was the same people. I still knew the people. I met the people. I met the lead organizer. You know what I'm saying? Met met the, some of the, the higher ups organ, organizing the volunteering on the exactly. But the, that's what it takes. And a lot of people, the, the, the loaners, the, yeah. the the loaners, the people that's going to loan us the money, the yeah. people that's going to give us the grants, the yeah. people that's going to give us the uh, the storefronts, the yeah. brick and mortars, the right. people. That's what. I, and that's what what really made me mad because I'm sitting there like once again, people are so afraid to venture on the front porch. Yeah. So of course they're not going to venture down to anything that has to do with business. The community has scared people right. to where. You know, you you get killed and you get killed in your own household by a drive by. Yeah. So that's what I keep saying. Like by that, by them, you know, society having that happen, a lot of people don't be don't want to be out in the community. Also, stuff like this. I do all my business. I do all my business during the time my daughter is in school. Right. Because when my daughter come home, that's my business. Right. Right. That's right. And the other nothing thing- is more important than making sure my daughter is safe. And that we are safe and that we are good. Anything that needs to be done will be done in the same time frame that she's in school. Yeah. And and other than that, uh, Big Red say my office hours are from nine to five. Yeah, like it's nothing like that. And then like Grandma say, um, you can't get in trouble at home. Right. 
Right. You can't, you know, you can't tell you if you out here doing anything, you can't tell on yourself if you if you do it by yourself. So, you know, it's like you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. And, and Detroit Startup Week was way better than Detroit Entrepreneur Week. Yeah. Only because, like you said, every day that I went, I saw somebody different that I knew. And I was happy. Yeah. And I was happy because I, I didn't have to call that person right. <laughs> and be like, why are you not here? Right. You know what I'm saying? So somewhere along the line, they found the same information I found. Right. And I'm like, okay, somebody looking for this information right. versus sitting there just waiting for, you know, sitting there waiting on it to happen or sitting there waiting on it to come to them. And I, and I, and I love that because they show that our people are eager yeah. to make more, make more of themselves as, as far as build more in their community. Cause that's where it starts at. But you know what though, the thing about the thing that's unique about Detroit, it's, it's a blessing that we are born and raised here because as downtrodden as this city has been for the decades and decades, even before we were born, Here's the here's the bottom line. I've told people this over the last year. I'm pro I probably need a soapbox to stand on. If no other place in the country or the world has a a perfect ground of opportunity to make it, it's here in Detroit. Because as as much as 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 people have, you know, as much as we've had flight, people have left the city, people have abandoned the city. We have a, a energy here from young people like yourself coming. People who have left or went to school or the families moved out. They're coming back. You see the people coming, and you see them doing things. And the thing is, I like I say, I get on soapbox and tell people things are happening. And then that's what's that's what's most troublesome to me is that you'll hear people in the community saying, "Oh, you know, they'll they'll mention Dan Gilbert's name. Oh, they're trying to take over. Dan Gilbert is trying to do this. They ain't, they taking over this. They ain't doing nothing. For, they're doing nothing for the neighborhood. They're not supposed to. That's your neighborhood. And then second of all. If you come to see what they're doing, I mean, people are doing incredible stuff because I'm a big technology person because we deal with the web and all that stuff. But just the stuff from tech from the technology and business standpoint it's people in Detroit, talented, creative people in Detroit doing incredible things. And the thing is, is that if you don't venture out your front door to see that, you're never going to see it. And so it's, it's almost like a bit to me, it's a biblical principle, just like the stories of Noah and with the ark and Lot with Sodom and Gomorrah. If you listen to what God tells you to do and you do it, you're going to save your own life. But you have the naysayers, the bystanders that will laugh at you, talk about you, won't do anything. And then when that fire hits or then when that water rises up, who they come, they're looking for you to save them. And it's not, it doesn't exactly. work like that. It doesn't, you have to save yourself. It, we're, this city is at a critical point. It's at, it's at emergency status. And if we don't save ourselves, nobody else will. Nobody. And the only I don't I don't like to throw the big names up there like Dan Gilbert because they do offer they offer us opportunities they just don't offer us the right opportunities that's right. the only thing that I don't like about the situation I do appreciate the you know the stuff that they do offer in the community they offering it they offering it because it's there yeah. but at the end of the day I don't know if you ever heard of Charles E Brooks Jr. Um not not offhand no. Okay, I'm just throwing his name out there because I met him personally. He's a, he's also an author. He built the castle of Detroit. Okay. And that's another that's another great interview for you. I'm gonna have to pass that information to you. Yeah. Um. Uh, he basically he built the castle of Detroit, and he's uh basically a local black entrepreneur, and he's he's also going to start holding seminars, uh, mi meetings and seminars where he's empowering the community on how to take back our own block. Yeah. Meaning. Invest into our community and build it better than one. Do you know he owns almost a whole block? No, I can believe it. Yeah. 
that's that's what I want to empower our black people to do. Because when you really think about it, if he took and opened if he took and opened that district into a fashion district, that'd be a whole black owned block fashion district. Yeah. Yeah. Where do they have that in Detroit? Well, at this point, nowhere. Where do they have that in the, in the, in Michigan? Well, definitely not in Michigan. Where do they have that in the world? If it is, isn't we know, know nothing about it. If it is, no, nothing about it. So that's why that's why I brought up Charles Charles E. Brooks. He's okay. just an average. Uh, he's just an average uh, average man. If I'm not mistaken, he's a pastor. Him and his wife. I met him and his wife before. He's a pastor. Okay. So that's what I'm saying about empowering our community. He's willing to teach our teach us what he knows to gain what he has. Yeah. Yeah. And that, same knowledge that I'm trying to spread. Same knowledge that I'm trying to, whatever I have, I'm trying to give back to the community. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not even trying. You're doing it. You are doing it by leaps and bounds. I mean, and, you know, a lot of times with things you never notice it because you're just doing it. But when you let, when you, when you, the years from now come to pass and you look back and people, you know, you see all your accomplishments, this point in time, in this, in this, in this moment, you're recreating history. And I, and I, I really do admire you because you give me inspiration because we all feed off each other and it doesn't matter the age, it doesn't matter the point in your life, we all can help each other and that's what it's all about. And then one more thing about this this, this Detroit Startup Week thing, you know, they came out over the weekend, this past weekend saying that Detroit was the largest first year startup as far as the people, amount of people registering and that's because this is something that's been sorely needed and it was just a great eye-opening experience to see people working and communing together, period. I mean, and, of course, a lot of our people were there, which I was glad to see. And I was also glad to see the fact that people were communing with each other, no matter what the race or age, because this was about building something together. And then we have to do a micro version of that in our community and do it for our own, because if we don't, nobody else will. Exactly. And then something else I want to point out, too, because while they were um the introduction was basically saying that, of course, it was an open call for anybody to come. Yeah. And out of everybody in the community, only 2,000 people showed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sad. Yeah. Because it should have been a million. I mean, it could have easily been a million. It should have been everybody. Yeah. It should have been whoever was sitting in the front room on the couch watching Maury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. should I'm just saying, like, all they say, on something like this, I went down there for Detroit Startup, I mean, Detroit Entrepreneur Week. Yeah. I brushed a couple, I brushed a couple elbows, shook a couple hands, and next thing I know, I got an email, and I got an email from somebody who gave me some information about the pitch for Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. But see, but, but see, you can see that, that it's, it's, the, it's the power of your network, and that's all it takes. All it takes is that one or two, a handful of people, or that one person, to get you to that next level, but just by knowing them personally. That's how business is done in our country, and that's how wealth is transferred. It's about who you know and who's comfortable with you, period. But how could you How could you find out who you know if you never venture out to find it? That's the, that's, the, that's the point. The challenge is to get people to see that you don't get anywhere if you don't get outside your front door. You don't get anything. And people say, yeah, there's nothing downtown. Of course there's nothing downtown because you're not there. That's, what's the, right. that's the whole point. You know, Until people... Uh, until we be able, to, until we're able to do a mass distribution of that message and get people to see that, you know, the, the work is still to be done. So, so with that, I'd like to thank you, Mignetta Nelson, for coming on the show. Uh, we're going thank to you. we're going to 
Uh, and before you go, let's get that contact information. I want to know about, uh, say again, where is the book available? The name of the book and where it's available. The book is called The Chapter That Changed My Life by myself, Minetta Nelson. Um, it's available on Amazon.com. Um, you can follow me on uh, Instagram. I don't want to really, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. Always Miss M S Me M E. Um, you got to send me a request. I got to accept it. You can follow me on Facebook, Minetta Nelson, M I N Y E T T A. Last name Nelson, N E L S O N. Boutique information. I have a boutique page on on Facebook called Find F I N D the D U U Clothing Boutique, and I also have one on Instagram at Find underscore D underscore U. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for your for this interview. You have definitely, like I said before, you have definitely gave me energy and inspiration to keep me going, and that's. That's what it takes, and we are, and especially as entrepreneurs, we got it. We it's a it's a it's urgent, critical stage that we help each other and support each other. Exactly, exactly. And uh, thanks a lot. And I greatly appreciate the opportunity and the you know to speak out and the, you know explain about my book. So once again, it, it, all it takes is for one word, one power, and it, it, all it takes is for one person to listen to uplift the next. That's it. That's it. It's also all about. So in bringing all together that you've heard, I hope that everyone listening has gathered much inspiration and information from Minetta Nelson. This young lady is wise way beyond her years, as you could tell. And for all of you listening across the globe, this is something special. And it also gives you insight as to what's going on here in Detroit, Michigan, USA. I can personally attest to some of her struggles and some of her trials and tribulations. Being an entrepreneur is not an easy task. It's not an easy road. But with perseverance, determination, and knowing who you are, you can be successful. You can be who you need to be. And it also transfers into whether you're developing a career working for someone else, whether you're doing public service, whether you're working for a for-profit company, no matter what you do in life. You can glean from this interview that you have to know yourself first. And again, as I said earlier, I can say personally that I was inspired by her testimony and her thoughts as well as her wisdom because we all can learn something from each other and we all need to help each other. So you'll find with someone like Minetta Nelson, if you take the time to understand who you are and who you want to be and where you want to go, you can become the new you that you deserve to be. Well, that's it for this podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. If you want to know more about us, you can look us up. We are on the web at www.nuyou.biz. Again, that address is www.nuyou.biz you.biz we're also on social media you can look us up we're on facebook as first word nu second word y-o-u-b-i-z so please friend us on facebook and like our posts we're also on twitter under at symbol n-u-y-o-u 
B-I-Z. So please follow us on Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel and a Google Plus page under N-U-Y-O-U dot B-I-Z. This podcast is on Apple iTunes, Podbean, and Google Play under NewU.Biz podcast channel. So please subscribe to our channel on iTunes and follow us on both Podbean and Google Play. We also have a blog. So check out our blog at www.nuyoubizblogs.com. We also have a crowdfunding campaign for this podcast to help expand our efforts to reach as wide an audience as possible. This helps our efforts as far as interviews, multimedia, and other tools to make this podcast a memorable experience for you. So become a patron today by going to podbean.com, search for our podcast, NewU.biz podcast channel, and you will see the Become a Patron button. Click it and choose your amount to pledge to our campaign. Once you pledge, you also are entitled to a free membership of your choice to NewU.biz as either an individual member or a professional member, depending on what role you want to play in our family. So join our efforts today to help individuals become who they deserve to be. If you have any suggestions on topics you would like to hear from us, you can email us at info at n-u-y-o-u dot b-i-z. That's info at newu.biz. Or you can send us a message on Facebook or tweet us on Twitter. Once again, this is Donald Robinson II, co-founder of NewU.Biz. Thanks for listening and please stay tuned for more podcasts. You've been listening to another NewU.Biz podcast. For more information, join us at www.nuyou.biz. Again, that address is www.nuyou.biz. New.biz, where change is real. And you can also get empowerment, encouragement, and positive change.